You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. It's more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Welcome in. It is the Thursday edition. Jay Barker Show, Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, Alex Bauman in studio. We got Jonathan producing down at Tide 100.9 FM, our flagship station, and also Josh Smith, our normal and always producer back at Crawford and uh, running everything for us for StreamYard today. We got a lot of uh, to get into. We got Andrew Bone coming up at 12 15. We'll talk recruiting with him. Some big pickups for the Crimson Tide over the last uh, week and uh, really a few days. Also uh, going to be uh, visiting a little bit later on with Mark Heim, and we'll talk about Coach Gene Stone as my coach, suffering uh, a third stroke, and uh, he had a chance to talk to him yesterday, so we're going to get his thoughts on Coach and uh, how things are going there and uh, wishing him nothing but a speedy recovery. He's not sure if it's due to some COVID issues he had earlier, but um, we'll, we'll talk to uh, Mark and find out that from him coming up here uh, around 1230 uh, today. We may move him back a little bit later, but I think 1230 is the time that we've got set for Mark coming up right here on the show. We are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf. You'll absolutely love it. We call it the bowling of this generation. 
downtown Birmingham, great place to tailgate before and after those UAB football games or any events going on downtown Birmingham. A lot of people went by there and checked it out. During the World Games, you'll love it for charitable events and just fun family with family, friends, and coworkers. Uh, great food, great drinks, top golf at Birmingham. We're driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. You'll see Tony Russell and all the great folks at Sunny King Ford. All right, before we get started, uh, Matt, you were out yesterday. You had a dear friend that uh, had passed yeah. away, and, uh, man, our thoughts and prayers have gone out to uh, not only you, but more importantly to the family, uh, the people around uh, him. But um, we just want to tell you our, our thoughts have been with you and uh, with everyone involved in that. But I uh, hope it went well yesterday, which as well as it could go. It, it did. Uh, and, you know, you guys both texted me, and, and we talked. And, and um, I hope you understand, and I hope people understand how much that support from your immediate friends and colleagues how much that means, and I just want to thank y'all. But uh, I'd known Donnie Luter, uh, Luter Hardware, downtown Huntsville. Those of you listening up there, you go there. It's one of those places you go there on Saturday with your dad, and you pick out screws or, or whatever. <laughs> you know, yeah. you get a new part for your lawnmower. It, it's just that kind of place. But um, I could go on and on. The man was wonderful, and I had a great influence on my life. Most every single bit of it was positive. <laughs> uh, we were rascals back in that day, but. I said this in a post under our high school website, uh, Facebook page, and I said, if you met Donnie Luter for one second, you would remember him for a lifetime. That tells you a lot about a person. Thank you, guys. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's always tough uh, to, to lose someone close to you, no, no question about it. Um, and I certainly was thinking of you yesterday, Matt, and and uh, I know just you going up there and, and supporting his family certainly means a lot means a lot well he brought a lot of us together as i told y'all in a text last night our seemed like our entire graduating class from 1975 and also high school was there but donnie did that too so and through the lord he did that and, and i appreciate it guys um awkwardly switching gears here um man nick saban is on a roll absolutely on a roll uh, getting the commitment, and we're going to talk to Andrew Bone about this in a, in a, in a couple minutes, of uh, five-star uh, safety uh, out of Mills Creek, Caleb Downs. And since J June 26, guys, Alabama's picked up 11 commitments, and this has catapulted them just to the addition of Downs, according to 24-7 Sports uh, in the composite rankings. Alabama's jumped from 48th to 5th, and uh, they're really in prime position to reclaim that number one spot that they ceded to Texas A&M uh, in 2022. Alabama had it in 2021. Uh, right now, Ohio State and uh, Notre Dame are 1-2 respectively, but that's just because they have more commitments than Alabama. Once Alabama's class fills out, I think Alabama, again, is going to be in prime position uh, to have that number one spot because Alabama is the only team, Jay, uh, with three five-star commitments. And it just, it, it just again, underscores that Nick Saban is not slowing down. Yeah, and again, remind, we, we talked about Caleb Downs yesterday on the show and what he meant for this program, what he meant for the recruiting class, and also 11th ESPN 300 uh, football prospect now committed to the Alabama Crimson Tide out of this 2023 class. So, that's a big uh, amount of guys out of the 300 guys that are eligible, but most of them top in their position. Six foot, 183 pounds, safety, and again, out of Mill Creek, uh, that is in, in, uh, in Georgia. And is it Hodgson, Georgia? I guess it's Hodgson, Georgia. I've never heard of that, actually. Uh, but uh, unbelievable that they were able to flip him. He really was a Georgia mm -hmm. uh, commit. Or I don't know if you ever committed, but really leaning 
heavily in that direction. Alabama gets that, and he had a 30 total offers uh, coming out of wow. school, which, you know, again, shows what he meant uh, to them. And uh, Alabama also added some more defensive backs this week. We'll talk to Andrew Bone about that coming up at 12:15. Do you guys ever stop and think, because it seems to happen almost every year now, People say, oh, he's slowing down. Look, he's dropped to number 30 in the polls. And boom, boom, boom. Here he comes roaring back. Is it just the timing of the year? It is. Do you think think Nick waits a while? These guys wait a while. But it's just one of those things that we've discussed often on many other different subjects. Don't don't doubt him. I mean, let's make T-shirts. Don't doubt Nick. Uh-huh. Yeah, I mean, and, and they are loading up on defensive backs because they're set to lose Jordan Battle, uh, DeMarco Helms, and uh, maybe a couple others from the secondary next offseason. And so already you get uh, 2023 D-backs and Caleb Downs, Jaheel Hurley, uh, Tony Mitchell, and they're all among the top 25 overall prospects, according to 24-7 Sports. And this is real similar back uh, in 2020 when Alabama did a reload at uh, the edge rusher when they were losing uh, Terrell Lewis and uh, Anthony Jennings, I believe, and they went out and got Will Anderson. That turned out pretty well. Chris Braswell turned out pretty well. At that time, they had two commits, May and June. Yeah. And that's how everybody's going, okay, wait, the pandemic's going to hurt. Because Saban, does he adjust? Can he get through 2020? And then all of a sudden, bam, they came back. Yeah, so so they got Will Anderson, Chris Braswell, and, and, and Drew Sanders. Uh, Drew Sanders, I, I still think he's going to be an absolute star. Uh, he's at Arkansas now, right? I, I believe didn't he transfer to Arkansas? Uh, he's going to be a star there. Uh, but there just wasn't enough room for Drew Sanders at, at Alabama. Didn't uh, he have a little bit of a tude too? That I, that I don't know. Jay would know more about that than me. I, I th- it was more, um, let me. Let's just let it go and move on. <laughs> Let, let's just say uh, parental control. What was that? Parental control. Let's just say it that way. Uh, he, he had a very tough relationship there yeah. and um, a lot of expectations. And I think, uh, you know, more, more control there than it was from his. Like the I, great I, Santini? Yeah. Well, like, like Mar- Marovich. Is that right? Is that, is that Marinovich? Is that, oh, uh, Marinovich and his dad. Yeah, yeah, Todd Marinovich, yeah. Kind of, kind of that situation. So, yeah. Um, uh, so, I think that had more to do with it. Than I think he would have stayed and wanted to stay and wanted to be a part of it. But I think uh, his family felt like he wasn't getting the playing time that he deserved to be playing at the University of Alabama. I'm, I, hey, I'm really <laughs> excited about Connor uh, Talty, five-star kicker that Alabama signed. He's going to be the next great one. Is that Johnson? <laughs> John's not quite old enough to have a kid in college yet. <laughs> I wouldn't I you. think. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you just you looked at the commitments in uh, uh, Justin Jefferson, four-star, number two JUCO player, Malik Benson, four-star wide receiver, number one overall JUCO player, Brian Hubbard, a three-star, um, Cole Adams, four-star wide receiver. So they're loading up on wide receiver. Uh, we talked about Dylan Lonergan, a four-star quarterback, uh, and uh, Justice Haynes, uh, four-star running back, Tony Mitchell, five-star safety. So. Yeah, this class is shaping up quite nicely for, for Nick Saban and really interested to get the insights from Andrew Bone coming up. All right, also Mark Ingram changing his jersey number to number five. Saw that. He said 30's a little too wide for him. <laughs> <laughs> didn't he have – he had 14, didn't he, uh, last year? Because Andy Dalton is there. And Dalton – Maybe it was. Dalton it was won. Yeah, it was 14, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. 
that and Dalton is. I think he had like twenty eight or twenty two at one time. Yeah, yeah, he was twenty two. He was twenty two for quite a while. Yeah. He was twenty two at Alabama, Alabama and yeah. then he's twenty two. Yeah. Did he get anything for trading a jersey to Dalton? Y'all remember Mitch the Pitch, the Wild Thing Williams? Oh yeah. Uh, he traded his jersey number for a case of beer once. That doesn't surprise you if you remember him. He was he was the wild thing. All right, we got what a quarterback from Kentucky transferring, uh, announced his transfer late in the game here. And we got a quarterback that's got an NIL deal with NASCAR. So we're going to get into all yeah. that coming up later in the show. Stay tuned for that. That is an interesting story. Uh, we'll get into it. Andrew Bones coming up next. We'll talk recruiting with him and the latest gets for the Crimson Tide and Mark Heim at the bottom of the hour talking to Stallings. He had a third stroke, and uh, we'll get his take. Eddie had a chance to talk to him last night. Uh, yesterday and uh, get his take on all things happening. He seems to be in good spirits and to be doing well. So we'll hear more for, from that uh, with Mark Hyde. All right, thank you for being with us right now. As we begin the show, we'll continue. Stay with us live from AVX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly sunny, hot and humid this afternoon. A chance of widely scattered showers or storms through the evening hours. The high today, 94. Tonight's low, 75. Tomorrow, morning sunshine, scattered showers and storms developing by afternoon. The high, 92. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 91 degrees in Tuscaloosa. We got uh, Chris Walsh on with us, BamaCentral.com, and uh, we welcome him in with us. And also uh, joining us is Andrew Bone from Bama Insider and uh, our recruiting analyst and uh, part of the uh, Rivals Network. And uh, a lot happening there, though, so I'll let him explain uh, kind of some of the transitions as uh, when he can and uh, when he wants to. But uh, always a great analyst and an expert for us when it comes to Crimson Tide and, and recruiting. So. Andrew, welcome in. Hope you're doing well, and hoping having a great week so far. I'm doing great. How you guys doing? Man, doing good. What a what a week for Alabama, especially in the <laughs> secondary. Yeah, it's uh, it's been a pretty good week. Uh, it's, it's been a pretty good summer for Alabama. I mean, they, you know, there's some guys that they have missed on, but you know, for the most part, they have. Uh, you know, really knocked it out of the park. Um, you know, they have three commitments in the 2024 recruiting class already, which is, uh, you know, pretty impressive. Um, you know, they usually don't start on those juniors until, uh, until after the, uh, football season, but, uh, they've already got three, three guys on board that I know that they're very excited about with, um, Montrevious Collins, tight end out of Georgia, who committed last week. Um, Perry Thompson, holy wide receiver, who committed last month and then uh, Jalen Mbakwe, uh, you know, one of the top overall players in the country, one of the top players in the state of Alabama out of Clay Chalkville, uh, announced his commitment uh, just the other day on, on, I guess that was Tuesday. So, um, you know, big, uh, you know, big news for Alabama in that regard, because it's, um, you know, a great start to the 2024 class. But, you know, the big, uh, I guess the big news of the week was Caleb Downs announcing his commitment to Alabama. Uh, yesterday, the number one safety in the country, five-star recruit, uh, you know, definitely a guy that 
you know, Alabama has wanted for a very long time, and we've talked about him uh, for over a year uh, on this show. And, you know, he was a guy that, you know, we always felt like Alabama had a strong chance to land. They were always in that top three, top two. But, you know, were they going to be able to pull him out of the state of Georgia? You know, were they going to pull him away from Ohio State? Because I think going into um, the summer, I would say that Alabama was probably a little behind, probably behind Ohio State. Uh, maybe even behind Georgia, but you know, after he took his official visit uh, with the Tide last month, I uh, uh, felt after that visit that you know it was going to be hard to top. That, that Alabama was in a really good place with him, but you know, as we know, a lot of recruiting goes on after those visits. A lot of conversations. You got to you know really sit down and, and make that final decision and, and decide what's best for for you and uh, you know what what are the most important factors in your decision and. You know, in the end, he felt like you know he can best be developed at Alabama. Um, you know, he's you know really focused in on you know getting developed at, at the defensive back position, being coached by Coach Saban, being coached by uh, Charles Kelly and, and Pete Golding, and, and being in that system and uh, around this program. So, big pickup yesterday with Caleb Downs, Alabama now sitting with 15 commitments in this 2023 recruiting class, and uh, you know I do think that they are going to add some more commitments over the course of the next couple weeks uh, leading up into the college football season. I don't know if we'll get to 20 commitments uh, by the start of the season, but they're going to be pretty close. Well, to kind of uh, piggyback off of that, so obviously they look great in the, in the secondary, but what's now the, the priority in terms of Alabama's wish list and, and what they want to add? I'm kind of thinking it might be defensive line. Well, I think you're absolutely right. Defensive line is certainly a uh, top priority, and it was a priority uh, before we even went into the uh, into this recruiting cycle. You know, they only signed Alabama only signed three defensive linemen in the 2022 20, class. You know, we knew going into this cycle that there was a very large number of defensive linemen, especially in the state of Alabama, guys that they were you know really targeting, really going after, and I kind of said. You know, before this cycle even started, that Alabama would try to sign five to six defensive linemen, and we're currently sitting at zero defensive linemen in the class. But I think that's about to change. Hunter Osborne, out of Hewitt Trustful, is going to be announcing his decision uh, on Monday, and I am predicting Alabama for Hunter Osborne. So I think that can be the first defensive lineman to jump on board for the Crimson Tide. Obviously, they missed out on Peter Woods, who committed to Clemson. Um, a few weeks ago, but I still think Alabama is going to be you know, heavily involved with him, and they're going to be in the race with him all the way until signing day. Uh, Edric Hill, uh, defensive lineman out of Kansas City, I think he's he's going to wait a little bit longer. I think he's going to wait until September, but I would uh, I would say that Alabama is in very good position with Edric Hill. Uh, the same can be said for Jordan Renault, defensive end out of uh, out of Texas. I think Alabama is in lead position with him, and I think he's probably going to be making a decision maybe before the start of his senior season. Uh, he's visiting Oklahoma this weekend, but going into that visit, Alabama has a significant lead for him. Kelby Collins, uh, in-state defensive lineman from Gardendale High School, was supposed to visit Alabama this week, but his high school teams haven't practiced, so he's not able to visit Alabama. Scheduled to visit Florida this weekend, so uh, I've kind of said for a while that Florida, not Georgia, even though a lot of people have been saying Georgia's uh, a bigger threat um, 
uh, the biggest threat to Alabama. I don't necessarily see that. I think it's more so Florida, and he's visiting Gainesville uh, this weekend. So we're going to continue to watch Florida with Kelby Collins. Uh, but some of the other guys that are out there, they're still recruiting. Um, you know, They're in the top two, top three, four right now, includes James Smith out of Carver High School down in Montgomery. Uh, you have Reuben Bain out of uh, Central High School down in Miami. Um, always tough to pull those Miami kids, especially guys who are legacies. Uh, but Alabama is certainly, uh, you know, a top contender for him. Uh, Elijah Davis is a JUCO defense alignment. Uh, you know, he's another guy that Alabama is certainly uh, involved with. But there's a lot of guys that are out there that Alabama is either sitting in great position with or they're in the top two for. Uh, I do think we'll see some defense alignment come off the board uh, over the course of the next month or so and to be to be some good news for Alabama moving forward. Andrew, when you make a prediction, it seems to me that you hit on it about 90% of the time. Now, I, be honest, is that about is that accurate? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty close. I, I think if you if you go on to a uh, you go on to my uh, predictions page, I think it's probably a little less than that, but you know, a lot of those times, a lot of those predictions are uh, guys who have flipped the so you know, we haven't been able to uh, change those predictions in the database, unfortunately. So the number looks a little lower. But you know, as far as uh, making predictions, and, uh, fortunately, I have a pretty good idea before these uh, these announcements happen. Um, you know, sometimes we uh, we don't know. I mean, you know, Caleb Downs yesterday felt very confident going in that it was going to be Alabama. But you just you never know. I, mean, we, I remember a few years ago, uh, Eric Gilbert. Um, you know, the five-star tight end out of Georgia, you know, everybody predicted him to go to Alabama. But he wasn't telling a soul. He wasn't telling coaches. He wasn't telling any reporters what he was going to do. But everybody just assumed that it was Alabama. It was Alabama, Georgia, Tennessee. Those were kind of the top uh, three schools that everybody had mentioned with him. And then all of a sudden, he announces his commitment to LSU. So that that took a lot of people by surprise. And there's always some surprises that are going to be out there. But most of the time, we have a you know, a very good feeling on where a kid's going to go, whether uh, you know we actually know or um, you know we have eliminate. You know, we try to do the process of elimination. Uh, you know, when these kids make these decisions, and you know, sometimes they just announce. I mean, we saw Justice Haynes, uh, you know, come out of the blue last week and announce his commitment to Alabama uh, without ever saying. Uh, announcing a commitment date or anything most of these kids these days announce commitment dates they um you know they set set events up whether it's a press conference or announcing a decision uh on social media you know whatnot you know sometimes you have the uh the justice haineses of the world who just pop out of nowhere and announce their commitment but um but yeah i i think we're uh for the most part we're pretty accurate on on predicting these kids Andrew Bone is our guest here on the Jay Barker Show. Earlier this week, there were articles and then recruiting surveys and, and, you know, the sites like you do that said that Eli was no longer the number one quarterback that year. He dropped behind Malachi Nelson. The proof's in the pudding. We'll find out when he starts taking snaps with the Longhorns. But is that something that is a big deal, first of all, and is it surprising? I, you know, I was I, I, been wondering who was going to be the first uh, recruiting site to 
uh, put someone else besides Arch Manning in, in that number one spot. And, um, you know, ESPN took that chance this week and announced uh, Malachi Nelson as their top. You know, and, and I think there's probably several guys who could easily make the case for number one, and there's probably several quarterbacks who can make uh, the case for number one. That's just how good of a quarterback year it is uh, in the uh, in the entire country. You know, Arch Manning's a little bit of a challenge as far as I know a lot of people are leaving him at number one right now, and you know, a lot of people have seen him, but they haven't seen him at national events. He, you know, he didn't get invited to the Elite Eleven, and it's because he didn't go to an Elite Eleven regional camp. He didn't get, uh, you know, he didn't get invited to uh, you know some other events just because he doesn't do any camps. He doesn't go out and get seen. And, you know, people are just kind of basing their ranking on what they've seen on film, what they've seen in person. I mean. You, know, you can go out and watch a kid throw. I mean, he doesn't necessarily have to go to you know, every event for you to be able to you know determine if he's a good quarterback. Um, you know, I think from talking to different people, talking to you know his trainers uh, who've worked with him, uh, even the guys down at QB Country down in Mobile, those guys have trained Arch Manning, and those guys have trained a lot of top quarterbacks. You know, work with a lot of um, quarterbacks in the NFL, um, including Mac Jones, and you know, absolutely raved. Uh, about art, so you have to trust that a little bit uh, more so than you uh, than seeing him at an actual camp since he doesn't go to camps. Uh, but uh, you know, I do think he's a great player. But uh, but I do think there's several other guys who are proven and who have gone out and uh, and showcased themselves and, and performed at a high level. So do I see him staying number one on all the all the other sites all the way until? Uh, signing day, maybe, but maybe not. I mean, I could easily see a number of guys moving to that number one position, and I think there's a number of guys who are deserving. I don't think he is a clear-cut number one overall player in the country, even though uh, the majority of sites have him ranked number one. Andrew Bone, our recruiting analyst, joining us here on the J-Bark Show, Matt Coulter and Lars Anderson. Uh, just real quick, before you go, give us a rundown. Numbers, where Alabama's at right now, number-wise, and commitments for 2023, and um, kind of the areas they're they're looking at and still wanting to fill up. Yeah, you know, currently sitting with uh, with 15 commitments. Obviously, things are uh, you know going pretty well. You know, we're going to see some commitments happening over the course of the next few weeks. Hunter Osborne committing on Monday. Uh, Miles McVeigh, big offensive lineman out of uh, Illinois, is actually visiting Alabama this weekend. He is going to be making a decision on August the 11th, and right now I am predicting. Uh, Alabama or Miles McVeigh, but as far as positions are concerned, I, I think you know running back wise, you know still going after one guy, Richard Young. You can get him on board with uh, with Justice Haynes. I mean that's going to be you know the best one-two punch in the country. You know offensive line wise, three offensive line commitments. Um, you know right now after Ola Salina committed last week, but still going after some guys. I mentioned Miles McVeigh. I think that's certainly a guy that uh, we can easily see in this recruiting class, and then. Uh, obviously, um, on the defensive front, we talked about that earlier. That's certainly a, a big position of need for Alabama. Linebacker-wise, still going after some top linebackers. I still think Suntarian Perkins, Ole Miss linebacker commitment. I think he's still on flip watch, and uh, you know, could see him uh, potentially doing something soon. Um, Keon Keeley, five-star edge rusher uh, out of uh, uh, out of Tampa, is going to be visiting Alabama this weekend. Currently committed to Notre Dame. Quay Russo. Uh, out of um, out of Montgomery, he's also one of Alabama's top remaining targets there. And then defensive backwise, I mean, you know, as you mentioned, you know, they're doing really well 
at the defensive back position with the guys that they currently have committed, but still going after some top guys, including Kamani McLean, the top cornerback in the country uh, out of Lakeland, Florida. But he's not going to be making a decision anytime soon. He's going to wait until uh, until probably December to commit. Uh, so those are some of the bigger names, key positions that they're still really focused in on. Uh, that I, you know, uh, they're going to be just fine. You know, we said this early on. I mean, Alabama had four commitments entering, entering the summer. People were worried. People were wondering if Alabama was getting passed by all these different schools with all the NIL stuff going on. And now they're up to 15 commitments. They've stolen the top two players in the state of Georgia uh, away from the Georgia Bulldogs. After winning, after Georgia won the national championship, I think that's uh, that's probably not getting talked about it, uh, enough. Alabama going to Georgia and landing the top two guys after uh, after that uh, successful season for Georgia last year. So that's very impressive, and um, obviously they're continuing to do well. You know, really kind of throughout the country. Andrew Bone, our analyst, you see why the best of what he does, and uh, don't forget he's covered Alabama recruiting for 19 years. Got a book out, The Road to Bama can be purchased via Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Books A Million, and uh, just a great guy as well. All right, Andrew, thanks for being with us. As always, he joins us each week to give us an update on Alabama recruiting. Have a great day, my man. Thank you, guys, and I'll have some I'll have some uh, breaking news for you guys on my, uh, on my end next week. So we'll, uh, we'll, see, we'll talk to you guys next week. That's awesome. All right, and Andrew gives updates all throughout the week on all of his videos as well on Bam Insider and uh, much more. Take care, and uh, we'll be back. And Mark Heim's going to move to 115, and uh, Mark uh, with uh, AO.com. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah, talked to Gene Stallings yesterday, yesterday afternoon. We'll get a chance to uh, visit with him at 115 today to get his take on Coach Stallings. All right, uh, we'll be back live from AVX. This is the Thursday edition. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic 
traffic and wellness. I called 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. Show, Jay Barker Show, Jay, Lars, Matt, Alex is with us, Chris Walsh. We kind of jumped right in there with the interview with Bone. How are you, man? I'm good. How's okay. everyone? You know, uh, no, 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 come on. <laughs> How are you? <laughs> uh, we're all good. We're hoping to win the lottery. Oh, give me a break. I don't want to go there. <laughs> we don't have a lottery. Just... <laughs> oh. Well, you know, you, you you would you couldn't tell if you're reading the local papers and social media in Alabama. And why don't we, Chris? Let's cut to it. Why doesn't Alabama have a lottery? I have no idea. I, I don't know why you can't get passed for the state legislature 
I mean, it's uh, I, it, one of three states, I think, in the country that doesn't have one. doesn't make any sense to me. Yeah. All that it's money. the Alabama Baptist Association. <laughs> be honest. Uh, <laughs> but, I mean, we're giving all this money to yeah. Florida. And ten, it just... Uh, See, I always uh, thought there should be an income tax or, like, a lottery based on your income tax. So, if you file your income taxes, the state says, look, we're going to put away $20 million a year. And if you file on time, your Social Security number goes into a pot. So, All right. so, now you're getting people to pay their taxes. You're getting people to get yeah. jobs because they want to have a chance to win it, right? Yeah. So, at least it gives them incentives more than just throwing your money away. You're doing what's right. You're, you're putting your tax dollars to work and then let the state give back. Did you see where Raising Cane, the owner? Bought all fifty thousand of his employees a ticket. Did he really? Yeah. Oh wow. Fifty thousand. Like yeah. Tickets. Yeah, I thought that was a very a cool lot of thing. And, fingers. And and he will get that back. Don't you, you think? Oh, Easy. definitely. Yes. All right. Enough, I, enough, I, enough, I, enough. I wonder if the deal is. I call it a tax on the poor, but oh. regardless, uh, <laughs> of course, well, I'm going to be that, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be contrarian. Two but, of a yeah. lot of different different avenues to gamble. Uh, Absolutely, it, it affects that, that bottom that, percentage. And are you you're saying it, that the tax on the poor is gambling? No, I'm saying a lottery system. Yeah. Uh, there have been studies done. The majority of people who buy lottery tickets are absolutely the ones who can't afford to buy exactly. lottery tickets. Yeah. They're looking for the get. It's a, yeah, it, yeah. So you're essentially levying a tax on the lower income. Yeah. Yeah. All right. But I, I, hey. I, you know what? Uh, when I was working for Walt Maddox, running for governor, we definitely supported a lottery to raise money for education. All right. As long as I've opened up this can of worms. I just think you should have Do you know? To, to be able to, that's why I said the income tax. If you, if you have a job and you're working and it's going to promote people to get jobs, I think, maybe not, but then there's some kind of lottery in the state system that says we're going to pull from the income tax that comes in. We're going to get create a, what is 10, 20, 30 million dollars. I mean, it's going to be the huge. Jackpot, but it will be a jackpot. But you get a shot, and with your your tax ID number or your social security number gets put into a pot. That number's drawn out. You have the whatever numbers that you have in the social security number, and you pull those out. That person wins, and it's got to be filed by the fifteenth. You got to have a job. You got to have a you know an income a tax form, whatever else. Um, to me, that's I think that would be backed by pretty much everybody. That would even the people that say no, it's bad. I think that'd be a good thing. Yeah, uh, for the economy and, and and for people saying, "Look, I'm gonna get a job now. I'm gonna go out and work and get an, you know, get my maybe not now because of the stimulus stuff. <laughs> they can sit at home and not worry about that." But um, yeah, oh, Didn't the state of Alabama just asked for some money back <laughs> because they gave out too much in stimulus yeah. money. Well, well, yeah, yeah, and, and the unemployment. That. Well, hey, here's, from my here's... understanding, there's a bill that they're supposed to have passed or been working on in August. Of about 1.1 billion dollars of still COVID relief money that can be put out into work in the state of Alabama, the community. Oh, there is oh, so much. There is so yeah, much COVID money available. Yeah, yeah. We, we've looked. So, in, we've looked into getting. I've looked into getting COVID grants for different things. Right. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of COVID they money. Pushed that that work out. It, I don't think this <laughs> hasn't worked out well. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen until next year. Now, I think yeah. they decided uh, to to wait to make that vote next year. Okay, I'm going to ask Chris, Chris Walsh another question, and his answer will be, I don't know. Uh, because I don't know, and if anybody in this room, hit Alex's mic, can answer this question, please do. If you win 
the lottery, which is now a little over a billion dollars. Do y'all know how much money you'll actually take home if you do the lump sum thing? I have no idea. $379,000. Okay? But here's here's the part. Wait, million or thousand? Did I say million? I say thousand. thousand. Uh, million. million. Okay. Million. <laughs> uh, you know, when you're, a, when you're a peasant like me, there's not a heck of a lot of difference. Yeah. That's a lot of money. It is. It is. Yeah, it's your yeah. If you take the cash yeah. option, one hundred forty-four point six million uh, out of a billion. <laughs> no, no, no. You got to read further down. Then they go to taxes, taxes, taxes. That's how much they take out. They'll they'll end up taking two thirds of it. Yeah, but I don't know. Oh, you're, I mean, you're right. I yeah, understand sorry. the tax, and when you have that much money, you're going to get taxed at the highest possible percentage. Yeah. I understand that, but the way this article reads. Um, I'll just read the cash estimated option will come out to be six hundred and two point five million. Okay. Where did that four hundred five hundred thousand dollars go? They don't even say. Yeah. Jay, you're the financial whiz. I, it goes back to it goes back to the government. Well uh, but think, they are do, do, but do, then they take another yeah. uh two hundred and fifty million. Yeah, so the, the cash option, the the cash option means your tax that you take turn, it right? all, all at once, <laughs> right? Right, which is what most people do. Rather than take, uh, yeah, take the lump sum rather than the thirty annual payments over uh, the twenty nine years. But then they they just say that's your yeah. that's what you'll get, but they don't say what what they're doing with the other four hundred million. Because then on top the six hundred and two point five million, that's when they start taxing it. And by the way, the three hundred seventy nine. Point six million is before state taxes, but I think the four hundred million would ultimately come through growth, like in some annuity or whatever that it would be in over the course of the thirty years, right? So well, it would, now I, that's I, the lump sum deal. Well, no, it, 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 <laughs> never mind. We're, yeah, now, we're I, get, you know what? I don't get a college I don't, I don't, I don't think yeah. I don't think either one of us actually know the answer. Uh, no. So how many? And, and I, how many did he buy? Fifty thousand. Yeah, he's. Yeah, he bought fifty thousand for his Chris. And I tried to ask Chris eight questions, and he just talked all over. Chris, Chris. does he have a deal with all of his employees (laughs) that he gets a part of that? Uh, (laughs) Hey, I bought it. You win it. Hey, let's give my near billionaire boss (laughs) more money, right? Chris, shed some light on this for us, please. Come on, you're uh, you're the smart guy in the group. Actually, the thing that I really want to know is how do you guys, when you do a lottery ticket, how do you pick your numbers? I've never done a lottery. I don't, I've, I've I don't never buy them. Played. Isn't that funny? I've the never three of us one. have never played the now, lottery. Does that make you smart or dumb? <laughs> Alex, do you buy them? No. Chris, do you buy them? Uh, I, it's, you know, if I'm in Georgia or something like that, I might pick up a ticket, you know. But you're you not going to like drive over uh, the state line. Uh, no, especially with the, been, uh, price, the way gas is now. No. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's, it's probably hurting the lottery a little bit. Um, from Alabama, that is. <laughs> um, I've been in gas stations in Atlanta, traveling a lot over the last three years. Watch this there, Ashley. And um, it's sad. You walk in these people are, are outside. They walk in. They buy. They scratch off. They come back in. They try to buy a six-pack. They don't have enough money uh, to buy because they spend it on lottery tickets. Uh, that's pretty much broad brush to <laughs> yeah. a lot of people out there, but the and a pack of cigarettes too, <laughs> a pack of cigarettes, Cheetos, <laughs> Cheetos. and condoms. <laughs> I don't know why I threw that. Out there. 
right. So, uh, okay, yeah. all right, back to football. Let's go, <laughs> or back to sports all around. Chris, what's the atmosphere in Tuscaloosa just days away from training camp? <laughs> Cheetos. Uh, <laughs> what a transition. Jeez. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's what you would expect. I mean, it's practice is only a few days away. People are getting anxious. Uh, and it, training camps opening up in the NFL, everyone's kind of getting that, Hey, you know, football's coming back. I, I, I was, I'm excited for Julio Jones, um, just to throw this out there, getting the deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I think that's going to be really fun to watch this year. Um, and we've been, you know, look, crunching the numbers. We have a database that we update, uh, regularly and there are 75 guys, former Crimson Tide players in training camps. Uh, on rosters, and there's you know there's still a couple of of, of name uh, free agents out there, but you know one week from now it's uh, we're going to be off and running with with football here in Tuscaloosa again. Real time. Ask you this, uh, we've asked you this a couple times, but uh, just let's review uh, your two or three biggest questions about this Alabama team as uh, practice is about to get started. Well, the first thing we're going to look at is the offensive line, obviously, and and who's going to be the the who's going to line up at, at right tackle. Um, the interior of the offensive line, they're they're set. I don't think there's any any way that any of that changes, um, at least for the start of camp. But um, the right tackle spot in particular is is um, something we're going to be looking close closely at. We think J.C. Latham's going to get the the first shot at it, and he'd be um, you know. I, obviously, <laughs> he'd really add something if 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 it clicks. Um, there's not too many positions that we think that are really up for grabs. Like who's going to be you know the interior linebacker uh, next to Henry Toa Toa? Is is Moody going to be able to uh, lock down that position? Uh, where are the wide receivers kind of lining up? But nothing too elaborate there. Um, so it it I don't want to say it's business as normal, but this is a veteran team. Uh, we got veterans in the secondary. They're, I, I really like Alab- the way Alabama is on paper going this season. I agree with you. All right, so we'll continue. Chris Walsh from BamaCentral.com. We'll get more information on that. we got to get to a break uh, right here going toward the top of the hour. One more segment, then we get to hour number two. Mark Heim, join us at AL.com. At 1.15, we'll talk about Coach Stallings and his health and uh, all that coming up on the other side. But uh, next We'll finish up hour number one. Stay with us live from AVX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly sunny, hot and humid this afternoon. A chance of widely scattered showers or storms through the evening hours. The high today, 94. Tonight's low, 75. Tomorrow, morning sunshine, scattered showers and storms developing by afternoon. The high, 92. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 91 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back in, and uh, as we continue to wrap up hour number one, and again, our thanks to Andrew Bone, and we got Chris Walsh from BamaCentral.com. Uh, real quick, uh, BamaCentral.com, Chris, tell us all about it, how people can connect to you each and every day, all things 
Crimson Tide? Uh, Bama Central, your Sports Illustrated home for all things Crimson Tide. We cover. We don't. I, I don't want to just say that we cover Crimson Tide sports because we do more than that. We, I mean, we're the only ones that cover baseball. We're the only ones that cover gymnastics. You know, we're at softball. Uh, you know, blah 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 blah. Um, so anything that's Crimson Tide related, we have, and we've been actually doing a lot about um, Alabama guys in the NFL. We're doing a little series right now, a little look at how everybody kind of fits in on their NFL teams this year, and all the Fan Nation sites, um, NFL sites, did projected rosters, so we pulled that out and took a look and saw how many guys are going to make teams this year, um, and right now... They're projecting uh, 61 guys are going to make the uh, week one roster, formerly from the Crimson Tide. Wow. How do you like the fit of Julio Jones in Tampa? I love it. I love it. Um, yeah. Tom Brady, Julio Jones. We, we, yeah. we ain't got much time yeah. coming up here at the top of the hour, but uh, $1.7 billion is the contracts they've been worth since Coach Saban got to Alabama with his NFL prospects. $1.7 billion dollars he should have got a cut of that (laughs) (laughs) all right uh, as we get to the top of the hour thanks for joining us hour number one hour number two coming up next mark heim joins us 150 hi this is wes mcclooney owner of the new balance birmingham store achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel and when it comes to the right shoes nothing feels better than new balance The fit specialist at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa. And they came over and, man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. It's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 
888-382-6269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. It's delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner, and you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline, and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult because you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. 
Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times bestselling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. All right, welcome back in. And uh, as we continue our number two on Thursday edition, Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, I'm Jay Barker. We've got all the crew together. We got uh, Noah Josh over at Crawford Broadcasting, our station here in Birmingham. If you're listening on Terrestrial Radio, but also doing all of our streaming on StreamYard for us, you can watch us on Bama Insider Facebook Live or YouTube channel. And uh, also down at uh, Tide 100.9, our flagship station, Jonathan, and uh, also Joe Gaither, uh, who helps produce the show down there from uh, that uh, area as well. All right, a lot to get into. we got Mark Heim joining us here in just a little bit. We'll talk about Coach Gene Stallings. You saw some of the night two clips in the break. If you're watching us online, some of the highlights. And uh, Josh does a great job of throwing up highlights for all the different topics we're discussing, giving you some more information, more than what you're uh, hearing from us, but uh, things that you can see, look at from numbers, graphs, all types of stuff. So very, uh, if, you, if you're in the office or get near a computer or a phone, don't do it while you're driving, uh, that you can watch us and listen to us. And if you're driving, you can actually pull it up there, listen to us through your Bluetooth. And, uh, again, just don't watch it. Just listen to it. Maybe watch it during uh, times where you're stopped at a red light or other places. All right, we're presented by uh, Top Golf of Birmingham. And Top Golf, we love it. We go out there and have a ton of fun watching uh, our friends, family, coworkers. Well, it's great shots. They're good shots. Lots of laughs. Lots of fun. Great food. Great drinks. You'll love Top Golf of Birmingham. Driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go by and see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King. All right, uh, any uh, news besides uh, what's going on with Charlotte over there? Lady to lap, she's out. Yeah, she's, she's totally tired. out. Uh, yeah, I want to go back to Chris. We're talking about a dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> everybody needs to know that Charlotte's our uh, team I, mascot. I, I, I want to go back uh, to what we were discussing at the end of last hour, and that is Julio Jones uh, signing a one-year deal, a one-year deal with uh, Tampa Bay. And um, I, I think this is a really good signing for Tampa, Chris, because – uh, you have Mike Evans, who is healthy. Uh, they just signed Chris, Chris Godwin to a long-term deal, but Godwin's coming off an ACL tear. He probably won't be ready until December. And last year, the Bucks were just decimated by injuries at the wide receiver position. So Julio gives them, uh, one, a, a weapon who can play right away at the beginning of the season, uh, wouldn't be surprised if he started opposite of Evans. They also have uh, Russell Gage Jr., uh, who who's a, a quality uh, wideout. Um, but, you know, Julio, he's getting up there in age. What, he's 33. And last year with the Titans, it's not like he really he tore it up or anything. Uh, but he battled, you know, I- injuries. And, um, you know, I, I went to the playoff game against Cincinnati, and Julio was just a non-factor non-factor so uh i mean can he does he have one more year in him can he be the julio jones that we saw of three years ago uh in atlanta you know just uh being one of the most dynamic dangerous wide receivers in the game oh i think absolutely and you know the thing about hamstring injuries is they're really really tricky if you don't 
if you can't let it completely heal. And I think that was part of the, the problem that they had was uh, Julio kept trying to come back from that hamstring injury and then he would have setbacks. And, and a setback with that kind of an injury isn't just a you shut it down for a couple of days kind of thing. You, you really have to let it heal. And, and now he's had ample time to let it heal. I fully expect we're going to see a lot of the old Julio um, that the we that we're accustomed to 33 at wide receiver is very different from say 33 at, uh, at, at running back. And I mean, my goodness, I mean, the guy that's going to be throwing the ball, it's, I think Tom Brady's all, you know, older than all of us. Um, but it's, this is a great, I, I think it's a great move um, for the Buccaneers. And, you know, they obviously needed to replace Gonk, uh, Gronk um, as an offensive threat. This more than does that. Uh, he's going to fit. He's going to push his teammates, which, uh, you know, you have Brady and Julio Jones sitting there pushing everybody that that offense is going to be absolutely fine. I, I really like this move. And, and Brady, Jay, he has a track record of elevating the performance of players uh, and revitalizing the careers of players. I mean, think of Randy Moss, uh, even Chad Johnson at the end was uh, pretty effective for, for Brady. Um, and I don't know, it's, I think it's possible Julio could be the next. They're going to line them up all over the field, but in the slot out wide. I mean, I, I think, uh, it just makes their offense more dynamic. Yeah. The key is staying healthy. And I, and I wonder too, being out, he's back in the heat, I guess you might say. So that could be a good thing. Um, you know, as far as keeping the hamstrings warm, um, but yeah, I mean, going down the middle, uh, watching some of the practices where they've got him lined up, he's wearing number 85. Uh, at practice, which is a different number of these warrants. Yeah, it's his, weird seeing him seeing yeah. eighty and seeing him in eighty five. Yeah. So his whole career, and uh, so now we'll uh, we'll see uh, how Julio Jones can affect him at this offense, and you know the, the work ethic he's got in the weight room is is uh, Chris brought up just the leadership skills, and, and again, I, I still think that what happens with Tom Brady not only does he elevate those guys, he's like Jordan. You get on his team and you feel like I got to play for this guy. Mm-hmm. I, I got to be out. I got to give my all in practice. I got to get him all on meetings. I got to be a leader. I've got, he's going to elevate my game. He's won championships. The confidence level for Julio Jones with a quarterback that's won Super Bowls, I think, has got probably through the roof. It's a great hire. Yeah. And I'm mad about it. I texted you guys the other night. Yeah. I wanted him to go to the Packers. Yeah. If he's going to have that brilliant last one or two seasons, and I think it's one, uh, you know, he, like Lars said, he's older. Yeah. But I want him to go to the Packers. But he is going to step up his game. He said, what did he say? Brady and I think the same. Yeah. We're on the same page all the time. And the only thing bad about this, as far as I'm concerned, is I wish Bruce was still the coach because then I would really have a huge rooting interest in in pulling for Tampa instead of Green Bay. And also, Lars, you think about from Brady and also from Julio Jones, they come from a lot of the same DNA, from Saban and from Belichick. That's where they got their their starts mm-hmm. um, in, in a sense of their stardom. And, um, you know, that's that, to me, maybe that plays from that work ethic and just the mindset that both those guys have. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> again, Julio was only pl- only able to play in seven games last year. And he, he's had these soft tissue injuries that have pr- uh, prevented him from practicing and just on a consistent basis. And uh, we haven't seen the Julio Jones of three years ago, basically since since three years ago. Right. And uh, it, it's always hard for a wide receiver at this age to, to make a comeback. But if anybody can do it, 
certainly Julio. I mean, just in the uh, first few days of practice, you have coaches raving about his catch radius, his work ethic. The speed is still there. The strength, the route running. I mean, it's it's all still there. It's just whether or not his body can hold up. Chris, and, go ahead. Oh, sorry. And I think you make a great point. Maybe playing in the heat will actually help this these soft tissue issues. Chris, last thoughts on uh, Julio Jones. No offense, but if I've got a choice between with Tampa Bay and Tom Brady and Green Bay with Aaron Rodgers, and it's nothing against Aaron Rodgers, it's a no-brainer in my book. <laughs> I know where I'm going. Well, he certainly has more rings. You, you, you can't yeah. argue with that. I love it. I love it. But if he, I, y'all can't see me, I'm wearing my Packers shirt. I see it. No, no. I, I, saw, I thought it was UAB at first. But. Oh, I, I'm, not, <laughs> I'm okay with that, too. Right. We just had somebody come in the studio we with did. the UAB. So Harris came yeah, in for Harris a little while. Did he come in and get money, your car, and your golf clubs, and leave? <laughs> he did. Money, golf clubs, car. No, no. He's got his own car. I'm <laughs> sorry, Jay. You're a good dad, Jay. He had to grab You need a ride home? No. He, needed <laughs> he didn't a, work out well last yeah, time. He needed a, that's right. He needed a putter. He needed a, uh, um, I think, a wedge. He needed something else. Maybe a driver or whatever. He's going down Tuscaloosa to help uh, one of his brothers moving out of Tuscaloosa back to Birmingham. And so he's going to move out. Stay a night, and he's got a fraternity uh, or one of his buddies, best of my there. They're going to go play some golf coming up on uh, Friday and Saturday. So we're going to try to hit the links on Sunday. I said, I need those back this this, uh, please. this weekend, please, if there's any chance. All right, uh, let's take a break. We'll come back and more to come, uh, more news and notes around college football, around the NFL, and uh, also Mark Himes is going to join us from AL.com. We'll talk about Coach Gene Stallings, 1992 National Championship quarterback. Can't believe we'll be celebrating that. I think it's October well, that's maybe the date. Mississippi State game is the game that we'll be celebrating our 30th anniversary of that 1992 championship. Crazy to wow. think about that. All right, uh, we'll continue. Stay with us live. Mark Hines coming up next. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Roll Tide, the best sports talk, period. Your home for Alabama Alabama sports. sports. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly sunny, hot and humid this afternoon. A chance of widely scattered showers or storms through the evening hours. The high today, 94. Tonight's low, 75. Tomorrow, morning sunshine, scattered showers and storms developing by afternoon. The high, 92. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 94 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back in as we continue hour number two. And uh, we got a great guest joining us. He had a chance to speak to my former coach, Coach Stallings, yesterday after another stroke. And I'm not sure if it was related to some COVID issues he's had recently, but uh, looks to be recovering well and says not affected by it. Has no paralysis from it. But we'll get more details from Mark Heim coming up. Sports reporter for AL.com. Also, longtime radio host at WNSP. That's 105.5. And, uh, man, a great uh, guy for the state of Alabama when it comes to reporting on all things uh, sports and especially the Crimson Tide. So let's go to Mark Heim joining us right now. Mark, great to have you on. Thanks for being with us here on this Thursday edition. You bet, man. How you guys doing? 
man, Great. doing well, doing well. Thank you, and I appreciate Matt for reaching out to you and, and uh, getting you on. And uh, we found out you had had a chance to visit with Coach Stallings and uh, wrote a great article about it on ale.com. But uh, if you could, just uh, first of all, uh, kind of just tell us uh, how the conversation went and uh, some of the details that you found out about it. Yeah, so in typical Gene Stallings uh, form, he was uh, uh, very short and to the point and um, was uh, hmm. actually riding around on his golf cart on, in, on his property in Paris, Texas, which is typical uh, Gene Stallings, right? So you hear someone's had their third stroke at his age. You know, you, you hate the call, but you feel like you have to because uh, that's kind of what your job is. So, you know, uh, you're thinking at worst, he's, or at best, he's probably sitting up in a chair somewhere. <laughs> Uh, maybe he answers, maybe he doesn't. And sure enough, he picked up, and uh, he was out there just riding around. And um, his answers were short because, quite frankly, he just didn't think it was a very big deal. In fact, that was his exact quote was, it wasn't a big deal. Um, he 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 had the stroke at around the same time he had posit- tested positive for COVID, so he wasn't even sure if it was related. He said he didn't have any symptoms from COVID. Um, and uh, he said, man, I, I don't really know because I asked him if there was any symptoms or, from the stroke itself. He said, no. And it, uh, in fact, he, 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 little, he remembers very little about it. It just seemed like it was more of a nuisance than anything. And he certainly appreciated those that have reached out to him, but he almost seemed like he was being a bother. You know, coaches, he always kind of seemed like he was a bother. Like it didn't, he never really wanted to be about him. And so he certainly appreciated the, the, uh, the call. But, man, he, he, he was almost embarrassed to have to talk about it, what it sounded like. You said at the very beginning, Mark, in typical Gene Stallings fashion, that's the way he is. But in, in 2017, a little bit different deal, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, uh, I mean, they threw everything they could at, at Coach Stallings, which, I mean, look, they just don't make him like Coach Stallings anymore, right? I mean, he had two strokes and a heart attack in 2017. Uh, he had a stent put in. It was just kind of one a kind of medical emergency after the other. And at his age, you, you, you kind of started wondering just uh, how much more could one body possibly take. But the man just keeps coming back stronger and stronger. We have him on our show from time to time, not as often as we used to. but uh, And he's still very up on, to date on what's going on in college football. And he tries to stay, stay um, educated on all, everything going on. And he feels like he's a little bit of an ambassador for the sport right now. And we obviously have a lot more interest, not just on his, his Alabama's take, but, uh, of course, on the Texas A&M side where – uh, he served on the board of, board of regents for years, so he was instrumental in you know kind of introducing us to life at Texas A and M when they first got into the uh, conference. Mark, do you have a sense of what his day to day life is is like? Yeah, I mean he's staying busy. He certainly doesn't travel as much, but actually, let's say Thursday. So Wednesday, I talked to him, and he said he was just in Alabama the day before, so he's still traveling. Uh, by plane or otherwise, and uh, his social engagements have certainly um, decreased over the years. Not for a want. Obviously, he's still uh, a very uh, a hot commodity, for lack of a better term. But uh, no, he's still very much involved. And um, you know, I, I actually wrote about. It. I talked to Sherman Williams. You guys obviously know Sherman. Uh, just in April, uh, Sherman went by uh, Paris, Texas, to visit with with Coach Stallings and shared a lot of it on social media. But he, Sherman Sherman's from Mobile, so he comes on our show quite a bit too. And he said, "Man, he just it'd been too long, and he just he was he was driving over to Texas and uh, for book signing, and he just wanted to spend a little time with his with his college coach, and uh, it was really heartfelt, and there was a lot of great video there too." 
Mark, I am joining us from WNSP and 105.5 FM out of Mobile, Alabama. Also, AL.com, great article on Coach Stallings and a third stroke that he had. After the first two, the heart attack went on a ventilator for a period of time. Uh, had a chance to be around it for a number of, of time, number of events and stuff. And as we talked, I was like, I said, Coach, you, you sound and look better now than you did before the stroke. Yeah. It's like he came back stronger. Uh, so maybe, may, maybe that will be the case with this. I know we're looking forward to spending a lot of time with him coming up, uh, for the Mississippi state game for the anniversary for the 30th year of the 1992 national championship. Hard to believe it's been that sure. long, but, uh, he, he is a fighter. No, he really is. And, and you know, it's funny too, because I think everybody has this kind of vision of, of Gene Stallings, whether you remember him from when he was coaching Alabama or even, uh, thereafter. And he, he's, he's, you know, he's, he, he can be kind of gruff on the exterior, but the guy loves to have a good time. Um, you know, I, I actually, I thought it was kind of radio gold. There was a few years back we were kind of talking, and he got to talking about Alabama and Auburn, and there was there was one guy over on the Auburn side he didn't care much for, and he was obviously referring to Terry Bowden, but he didn't want to say the words Terry Bowden. And I told him, well, you know, push comes to shove, you could always just punch him in. Or he you got to be careful because Bowden could just punch you in the knees. Just kind of a random short joke, and he giggled like I had told the best joke in in, in the world. And so, um, every yeah, I mean, he's got all his faculties, his sense of humor's there. He's just he's just a kind man, and 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 willing to share his time at a time in his life where he should really just be looking after himself. But he is uh he's so generous with his time. You know, this might just seem like an obvious question, but um, I I, I just want to throw it out there. Can you begin to describe what Gene Stallings means to the Crimson Tide fan base at this point? He's, what, 87? I think that's right. Yeah, he's around 87, 88 now, I think. And, uh, yeah, I think he's one of those guys that everybody just assumes is going to be around forever. And so uh, I don't want to say – I don't want to think – don't want people to misunderstand, but I, I think to some degree we almost might take him for granted because he's, he's been such a part of everybody's lives when, when you talk about Alabama football. Uh, and not just from a football perspective, but you know, uh, he he shared his story of of and his his late son John Mark, and I think people really gravitate to that, and I guess humanized the coach that stood on the sidelines, and that connection to Junction and and Bear, and he is kind of that 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 piece of Alabama history that kind of uh, links it all together, right? I mean, the the, the past with Bear Bryant and. Uh, he's still connected to the program today, and so he, he can he can talk about Nick Saban and what he's doing on the field today. So, and he was as successful um, as anybody uh, after those two guys, right? So, I, th- I think when uh, you talk about the most memorable personalities and 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 coaches in Alabama history, he's right up there. Mark Heim from AL.com and WNSP down in Mobile is our guest here on the Jay Barker Show. We showed a picture, and it was also attached to your AL.com article of him standing with Sherman Williams. Um, sure. How close are they? Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, how close are they? Uh, because apparently they have a very special relationship. Yeah, I mean, I, they obviously, like I said, I don't think they, they hang out a whole lot or trade text very often uh, because Coach doesn't text. Uh, <laughs> uh, shocking as that may, may be to hear. But, um, but yeah, they, uh, they, it's all, it's almost like old times when they get together. Um, you know, like Sherman, I know Sherman was in the studio with us once and he, and he said, coach, what'd you think of the Sherman shake? And, you know, 
coach kind of laughed and giggled. He's like, well, you know, I wasn't a big fan of it back then, but I guess it's all right now. So I, I think um, Sherman uh, feels like he owes a lot to, to Gene Stallings for, for being kind of that father figure at a time in his life when he needed one. And, 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 and Sherman's been very open and honest about his, his, uh, his past and, and his present, for that matter. He's doing great. Um, and, and Stallings just, I think, genuinely loves to hear from his former players. Uh, and I think that's probably like that with a lot of coaches, right, in, in any sport, just uh, to hear from those guys and, and maybe tell war stories and just see how they're doing. And I think it's probably one of the biggest compliments to any coach to find out that one of the guys that you've kind of um, they, they, they you've had under your wing for as long as wind up being successful, whether, you know, uh, family life, professionally or whatever. And so I think, I think there's that, that link and that bond between those guys. Mark, how's Ruth Ann doing? I know she had a little bit of health troubles as well. Yeah, you know, again, uh, literally, I was on the phone with him for about 90 seconds. I probably did more of the talking. He just kind of spit out his answers real quick. I mean, he wasn't being rude or abrupt. It's <laughs> kind of the way he is. Uh, but, you know, we, we said we were, uh, we were thinking about him and his wife. I, mean, I had the chance to meet his wife. And for those of you that haven't, I mean, she is the sweetest, nicest woman you will ever meet uh he, he says everything's going fine in fact all he really complained about was the the uh the lack of rain and the heat uh which is typical for a man that owns a uh palatial estate like he does in paris texas mark great stuff great article i know all the alabama fans are thankful for it and uh getting an update on coach stallings can i interrupt and ask me one final yeah, question yeah. hey is, how is our buddy michael brawner doing down there michael was a Golly, he was one of your students, yeah, right? Yeah, one of my students. Very and, excellent student. Uh, yeah, and um, he was at Tide for a while, produced our shows. Uh, first of all, give him a lot of heck from us. Is he doing okay? That, that's not a problem. Yeah, I mean, if we have time to give him more heck, uh, it'll come from you guys. But right now, we're, we're he's piled <laughs> high with it on our side. Yeah, he's doing a great job. He's working on our afternoon show. Uh, is uh, doing some on-air and off-air stuff. He's uh, contributing to our website there at WNSP.com. So, they they got them working hard, man. You got to you got to run them those young rooks around. They got to earn their stripes. <laughs> no doubt about it. Yeah. Hey, man, thank you so much, Mark. Hey, enjoyed it. You guys have a great weekend. You too, my man. Hi, right, Mike. Uh, hi, I'm uh, joining us, and uh, man, uh, getting that uh, interview with Coach Stallin. He's right. I mean, he's short short words, short statements, unless he's trying to give you a life lesson. <laughs> and I've been there. Many times. Uh, I'd love to ask. I, I looked at, I looked at Lars. I, I looked at Lars. I go, I get text. I, I'd love <laughs> well, to ask you uh, some questions about Coach Stallings on the other let's, side. Yeah, yeah. I, let's do that. That'd be fun. Mark Hines, sports reporter, AL.com, host, uh, radio host of 100.5 FM WNSP. And uh, great to have him on. All right, we'll be back. Stay with us. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound or HIFU. 
Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for high food treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating. Nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country, and Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's C. Letter O.
right, it's that time of the day and time for AAA. Alex's amazing anecdotes is up now. And uh, let's start with number one. Alex, what you got? Uh, during the All Things Covered podcast this week, current Pittsburgh Steelers and former Alabama running back, Najee Harris was asked for his three choices on his the best three running backs in Alabama history. And he named Sean Alexander, Derrick Henry, and himself. I saw that. Um. You know, I'm an old guy, uh, but a lot of people my age will say Musso all day long, and he was a special player. My personal kind of favorite, and yeah. then a guy that I don't think gets enough crush, Bobby Humphrey. Oh, Bobby's unbelievable. And, and you know, yeah. he didn't even play his senior year, mm-hmm. and he's still at the top of all the record books. Yeah. But. Probably the one that had the most potential, Lenny Patrick. Lenny oh, Patrick. God, you know what? I could, go, I could go on about him. I yeah. saw him play in high school. Against Decatur, led by Benny Perrin. Oh, wow. You remember that? Oh, yeah. One of the best high school football games I've ever seen. But um, he he's a great guy now. He lives mm-hmm. up in Jasper. He's very active in his community. Yep. But back then, he was a little bit of a rebel. Cost him. That, good point, Jay. Yeah. He and, had. And, and I'm very much, um, what do you say, um, prejudice, I guess, or, you know, Derek Lassig and Sherman were unbelievable. Yeah. Unbelievable. Uh, All they did yeah. was go undefeated and win an actual That's right. Uh, Kevin Turner, Martin Houston, best fullbacks that I, I've seen. And it, there were a lot of great fullbacks in Alabama. You can think back on some of those guys. Um, and, and Mark Ingram left out of that. I mean, Heisman Trophy <laughs> winner. Yeah, really. Really. <laughs> it's like, uh, and, and all the ba- great backs that have come through since Saban's been there. I mean, we, you know, we, we, uh, you know talking about uh, Scarborough, you're talking about, um, gosh, just keep going down the line of all the different guys that have been there just well, the last Yeldon. 15 years. I mean, Yeldon, yep. is he still in the NFL? I think so. Um, now, he wasn't a superstar like that list. Right. But he was a hell of a back. Yeah. Lars, who do you think the best running back? I thought it was funny that Najee, top I thought Najee put himself in the top three. <laughs> top three running backs at Alabama? Uh, man, since it, since Nick Saban arrived. Let's do it, uh, yeah, do it that way. Okay, we can yeah. do that. Alex, you're on deck. He, so, so not, uh, okay, Najee named. He said they asked him. He said Derrick um, Henry's number one. He had Derrick Henry, but he had his Sean Alexander first. Derrick Henry, then, God, then himself. Then who? Then himself. Number three. Najee. I'd put Najee in Najee's the top three. Yeah. Yeah. I'd put Najee in the top three and uh, and Mark Ingram. Yep. Yeah. For sure. I mean, uh, Ingram was spectacular. Yeah. We, we forget about that because he wasn't flashy. And he wasn't as imposing as Derrick Henry, but man, got the job done. Uh, what won the first Heisman Trophy yeah. at Alabama? I mean, that's uh, that's worth something. All right, I want to ask you about Gene Stallings. Well, and, we're, we're doing our antidotes right now. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah, oh, and what, what were yours? I, real I walked quick. in late. What were yours, real quick? Uh, Najee Harris, Derrick Henry, and Trent Richardson. Oh, we forgot about Trent. Yeah, Trent was um, amazing. Do they get us in Mexico? <laughs> he might be coming after us. Yeah, I was out watering the dog. By the way, so oh. sorry about that. <laughs> Did you go see a man about a water dog? <laughs> yeah. uh, I don't know. All right, what do you, what, what else that, you got? That, that is such a. It's either a Midwestern thing, or it maybe not. Maybe I just didn't grow up around that, or it's a farm thing because Sarah would always say, "Water the animals," or "Water the dogs." Water, you know. I'm like, what do you mean, man? Give them water? Uh, oh, you really? You didn't. <laughs> Had to be explained. You give him a bath. I gotta go take a. Maybe it is a Midwestern phrase. Maybe not. All right, uh, continue, Alex. Uh, Broch has released Tailgate Canyon Corner with 
features flavors of hot dog, hamburger, popcorn, fruit punch, and vanilla ice cream. One more time. Uh, Say it again. Who has? Brotch. Brock's, I think, is Brock's. But, you know, that's been around a long time, and I eat a lot of candy. No, I really don't. I love candy corn, and I think I'm yeah. in the minority. I like it. I but, like uh, candy dude, corn. Uh, hot dog flavored. Nah. Y'all? Yeah, pass. Uh, I guess Chestnut could eat a lot of those. <laughs> uh, <laughs> very that. funny. Let's go to three. Uh, all right. Uh, Chick-fil-A in Hendersonville, North Carolina, made a Facebook post asking for members of the community to work for food in the form of Chick-fil-A entrees instead of money. Really? It was taken down, and the Chick-fil-A uh, spokesperson said the company did not endorse the program. Like the signs you see with the people holding them up the side of the road, we'll work for food? I mean, why don't they just go get all those people? <laughs> That's a good idea. <laughs> so, uh, so instead of getting paid, he's going to pay him in food? Uh, for one hour work, you get a, a five entrees for free. Oh. That's wow. Well, That's actually not a bad deal. What are they, eight, nine bucks? Yeah. God. Fifty bucks. Do they do they designate what you can and can't do with them? I mean, could you take them and sit right by the drive-through and say, "Well, I've, I've already got it. Give me five bucks." <laughs> My mind's working in very very interesting ways today. I don't know if you guys have noticed that. All right, next. Uh, after one day of training camp, the Atlanta Falcons named Marcus Mariota the starting quarterback. I think that's good for um, the Falcons to do that. Uh, the last time we saw Mariota. Very, very effective. I mean, I, I'm surprised he hasn't gotten more chances in the NFL to start because whenever he has come in uh, after you know uh, his first or two seasons in the NFL, he has been a high-level player. I think Mariota has a chance to do very, very well this season. Yeah, we'll see. He seems to have a really good IQ for the game, and he um, seems to have the right people around him. His but, issue has been accuracy, I think. Yeah. He, he was a great. College. Oh, he's great so good. I mean, yeah. Great Would system. not want to design a defense for him. Yeah, you're right, system. Alex, what you got next? According to Anthony Slater and Marcus Thompson of The Athletic, Draymond Green is seeking a four-year max extension, and if the Warriors aren't willing to extend him, he's reported willingly, willing to pursue other options to get the contract he wants. They uh, any numbers in there? $164 million. Yeah, it, it, it'll be tough to have three guys on max contracts with uh, with Clay Thompson, Draymond, and of course Steph Curry, and then have all the ancillary parts. I mean, you look at how good Andrew Wiggins was uh, in the NBA Finals. He he was arguably the second best player on that team, and he's going to have to get paid. And and Draymond was dreadful in the finals. Dreadful. Uh, you know, it, it, he fouled out more. I think he had more fouls than points. At some one good game. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know, just uh, from a practical standpoint, if you're the owner of the Warriors, whether or not you'd give them that deal. However, you want to keep those three together because they are in the process of becoming one of the, the great dynasties of all time with those three guys, mm. Draymond, Clay, and Steph as the uh, as the centerpieces of it. I saw where Draymond's mom had a couple quotes in uh, on Twitter about it, talking about, wait a minute, you don't want to give him a max contract, but some of these guys haven't done nothing or getting these big breadcrumbs from the championships that they've won at the Warriors. So uh, she had a little bit of, little bit of comment. Here we go. Right, uh, she's, uh, here's the quote. A lot of you are saying he... 
shouldn't get maxed, but guys that hasn't won anything get bred based off potential. Not break runs, <laughs> what about if uh, it's forty one a year? There's yeah, there's you know there's rumors of uh, Kevin Durant possibly going to the Celtics. Now that would be a game changer if uh, somehow Durant made it. Uh, from uh, New Jersey to Boston, and if and but that is exactly what Boston needs is another uh, scoring. You gotta threat. have a, a score, especially a perimeter. Is he tough enough threat. for that Boston image? Probably. I mean, right. he's he's got game, although he, it, he's sort of been a disappointment ever since he left uh, Golden State, and obviously did not work out in New Jersey. Or not New Jersey in Brooklyn. I see call them the New Jersey Nets, but Brooklyn <laughs> Nets. Is Draymond Green kind of the uh, Dennis Rodman? Yes. The antagonizer? Yeah. The guy that kind of just, it's just under like, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's just like that annoying fly that won't go away. Right. And, uh, the and fly and, above the rim. And, and, yeah. and the thing is, have you guys ever been like playing Y ball and there's just that one, de- that one defender who's always just like putting an elbow in and your check, back and, checking, and, 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 and grabbing your shirt and just being annoying as hell. That's the way Alex and, plays. Uh, <laughs> but that is Draymond <laughs> Green. And, and he's an all-effort player, and, and they feed off of that. So it's not necessarily like, you know, the, the, the box score that you look at, what his numbers are. It is just the... Uh, the the off the ball stuff that that he does and 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 look this is a small team and so he will play he'll play the five he'll play the four he'll play the three he'll even bring the ball up as the one sometimes yeah. I mean he's he is a, a multi dimensional player and certainly when he was coming out of Michigan State and I watched him a lot at Michigan State never could have predicted he was going to have this much success in the NBA I agree with that and I saw was it uh, ten guys or was it Ten guys only had seventy wins, or more in NBA history, or something like that. Or I forget what it was. I saw the stat he brought up. Um, Antonio Langan would be that guy with you on the basketball court. <laughs> <laughs> You've played with him, obviously. Well, no, I'm just know he'd be that way with Lawrence. Yeah, no, oh, he, he would be he, that. Oh, well, yeah, he, they he, have this he, ongoing he would, soccer he would rivalry. Just, he, no, he would just shut me down. He would I know. be all up. I mean, he would. You would. You would notice him the entire. He'd be grabbing. Shirts, yeah, but I promise you, this. I gotta, if somebody were ever. Able to set a, a nice ball screen. I need to yeah. run Lars off picks. Fill I, I, <laughs> I cannot create my own shot, so I have Can't to run either. off picks. Yeah. And uh, and but Langham would just steamroll whoever is trying to yeah. set a pick. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Do, do you have anything about the uh, Loch Ness monster? I do not. Oh, I thought oh. I thought we talked about that. Um, we do it. Well, uh, I'd read it earlier that yeah. there is now some evidence that suggests that uh, it is plausible that there actually is a Loch Ness monster in Loch Ness in Scotland. Do you guys believe in the Loch Ness monster? You know, uh, Do you believe in Bigfoot? Here's, uh, no, I really don't. I mean, I mean, good grief. We got satellite imagery from everywhere. And if they can't go underneath and find this in Scotland, what lake is it? But I, I will tell you the this. Lo- Loch Ness. If yeah. he is, if this being, this animal, whatever, exists, He's got to be old. Yeah. Because that's when I was standing in the grocery line when I was like five years old, right. I looked at that on the National Enquirer and scared yeah. me to death. So that makes him at least, what, 60? Or are there more than one? It's probably more than one. But uh, yeah, so they found some skeletal remains, I believe. Is that correct, Alex? Uh, they found a skeletal, a fossil in a 100 million 
year-old river system that is now Morocco Sahara Desert, suggesting that it may have lived in freshwater. Hmm. Interesting. So, Jay. So it's dead now. Bigfoot. Yes, I've seen him. His name's Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, you <laughs> really don't appreciate how large he is until uh, you're, Chris, you're right next to him. Chris Walsh, do you believe in any of these mythical creatures? Um, no. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, I don't either. My apologies, Chris. We just kind of started running on. There's Chris sitting in his uh, wonderful office in Tuscaloosa going, these guys are nuts. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's dead, I guess, so we got skeletons uh, to worry about it uh, anymore. <laughs> no longer the like oh, You know, that's, I didn't think about it. That's a good point. All right, Alex's amazing anecdotes and uh, always great stuff for us. We'll Thank wrap you, up with uh, Chris Walsh from BamaCentral.com and much more coming up on the other side of the wrap-up hour. Number two on this Thursday edition, live from AVX Audio Video X. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partly sunny, hot and humid this afternoon. A chance of widely scattered showers or storms through the evening hours. The high today, 94. Tonight's low, 75. Tomorrow, morning sunshine, scattered showers and storms developing by afternoon. The high, 92. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 94 degrees in Tuscaloosa. DTPM is your total solution provider that provides a comprehensive array of diagnostic lab testing, equipment, supplies, and services. Visit their website at DTPM.com to learn more. That's DTPM.com. Again, better outcome for your patient and a better outcome for your practice, whether you're a, manage, a program management services, treatment centers, physician office, recovery courts, reference laboratories, urgent care, DTPM.com to learn more. All right, real quick, uh, I want to hit that story before we get to the other. About Darlington, because I think that's oh. an interesting. NIO is the big topic. It's a huge NIO deal. Boy, Talladega's got to be going, oh, what do we do? We've yeah. got all these choices, uh, whether they go with Alabama, Auburn, whatever the case may be. Um, Grace, yeah, great. Okay. You want me to call Brian Brighton right now? Uh, quickly, um, Grayson McCall, uh, player of the year, two times running in the Sun Belt, Coastal Carolina quarterback, is being sponsored by Darlington. I like it. I yeah. like it, too. I like it, too, very much. Very and that's much. very much in the vein I, that I think this was intended because he's got really good social media presence. All right, Lars. Yeah, so, Jay, we want to go back to uh, Coach Stallings. Now, was he the last Alabama coach to not wear a headset on the sideline? And if he wasn't wearing a headset, and I, and I know he wasn't, I don't believe, for yeah. any of the games, what exactly was he doing on the sideline? <laughs> Uh, wearing <laughs> wearing all of us out. He he was actually stood next to the coordinators or, or the guys calling the play. So uh, Brother Oliver was up in the booth. Uh, Mal was on the sidelines. So he stood next to Mal. He gave Mal suggestions or you know whatever. Just just kind of managed the thing and managed his coaches and managed the players. But um, you know the best thing about him, he, he did a pregame prayer that he prayed, which was a normal prayer, not a not a. Uh, um, the Lord's Prayer. He actually prayed and 
prayed over protection for both teams, and prayed over families, prayed over things that were going on uh, in, in, uh, in life with some of the, the players in that team and their families. Um, he had a great speech. It wasn't anything. It was, it was a little bit rah-rah, but it wasn't rah-rah. It was more just, hey, here's how we prepared, here's what we got to do, and let's go out and execute and play. But, uh, yeah, he was tough. And, um, you know, you wanted to win for him. You wanted to play, play well for him. You wanted to impress him and uh, come to the sideline and, uh, as the guys from the Brian era would say, get a tip from the hat, you know, is to get a pat on the back and, or to get him to come over to you and talk to you on the sideline. But he pretty much stayed out front and just managed it, the figurehead, um, kind of the same way as Coach Brian. Coach Brian didn't wear a headset, right? I mean, no. I don't remember Coach Brian no. really ever me wearing one, and yet he stood next to the guys to make the calls. So he was there making the decisions. Tom Landry didn't. I mean, it was an oh, era. Yeah. Oh, yeah. era. Did. Yeah. Chuck Knoll, mm-hmm. Vince Lombardi. Yeah. But they, wear, the, they, they did wear ties. Yes, so that was yeah, that yeah. was a follow up, and then I want to go to Chris Walsh uh, down in Bama Central. Chris Collins um, wore the exact same shirt, yeah, khakis, Why shoes, every single practice, and wore the same type of shirt to different events, wore it to golf tournaments, uh, button down white shirt with Alabama crimson or Alabama written across it. Um, that was kind of his go-to. Why don't coaches wear ties anymore on the sideline? The one in uh, Minnesota does. Yeah, P.J. Fleck. But he's yeah. got the uh, sweater vest. It's horrible look. Yeah, horrible yeah. look. It's trestle line. He's Bill Curry. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Let's not go. You do not like Chris, Bill I, Curry. Chris, what, what do you have for Jay concerning Beebs? I'm sorry. Say that again? I didn't get the question. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, a Stallings question for his prize quarterback, Jay Barker. Oh, oh, geez. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to think of something that we've never asked before. And it's, um, oh, well. did he, uh, Jay, he didn't re- recruit you, did he? He did. He was the only one that did from <laughs> Alabama. Yeah, Curry did not recruit me. And uh, a brick went through his window. I did not throw it. Uh, Not Stallings. Y'all know Ray Mellick. He said that whoever threw that brick, they tried to find him and sign him. That's right. Because it was the only accurate thing That's, thrown in Tuscaloosa yeah. all day. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Coach Stallings recruited me. He actually called me the night that he did his press conference in Tuscaloosa. Mal Moore was the first one I talked to. Handed it over to Coach Stallings. I tried to be cool, but then when the phone call was over, I was doing cartwheels through my house. <laughs> I was so excited. Here comes Homer. Is it, that it, it? It, well, yeah. Well, Homer came later. Yeah. yeah. Oh, me the Homer. Right. <laughs> oh, all of it. All of it. All right. We got to get going. Thanks. And uh, man, our thoughts out to Coach Stallings. Hopefully, he's feeling better. Thanks to all of our guys, all the producers, Ty 100.5, Josh, everybody, Lars, Matt. I'm Jay Barker. Chris, thank you. Join us tomorrow. Thanks. Hi, this is Wes McCall.